I was growing up, I kind of realized the world is huge, you know, that there are so many things and so many different people. And I love that thing about it. And I remember when I was in the plane, I realized, oh, actually, I am going. In the plane. In the plane. I'm oh, actually okay. moving out. <laughs> But it was fine, you know. I, I really, it was probably my best decision I ever made. I am a stateless mess. But the way we do that, that's different. Moving away from home. I'd heard stories about it. This isn't my home. It's changed my life. I really wish someone told me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Statelessness. A show where the question, where are you from, might not have a simple answer. My name is Anas. And in this podcast, I try to bring societal awareness to foreigners of different countries in different countries. Between adversity, culture shocks, and culture-specific tips, each episode will give you a different perspective of what it's like to live away from home. Before we get into the episode, why not give us a follow on Instagram at statelessness for mini-statelessness content and exclusive behind-the-scenes clips. While you're there, give our podcast a follow or subscribe from Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to me from right now. This episode is the first episode made in a storytelling format. A few of you suggested it, so I thought I'd give it a try. Please, please let me know what you thought of this format as opposed to the interview format that we had in the earlier episodes, and which one did you like better? Reach out to me on the Instagram page that you were supposed to have followed a minute ago. Remember, at statelessmess. Yeah, I'm studying in gas university, and, and I'm studying economics right now. It is interesting, but... To some extent. Like, I know I'm not going to probably do this all my life. But I'm very yeah. happy that I'm doing it. It's a good ground. It you is. Know? You yeah. can go into so many disciplines yeah, exactly. with an economics yeah. degree. Economics very wild. Not wild, sorry. Not wild. Wide. wide. <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, so sorry for that. Yeah, don't I'm still apologize. international. This is Maria. Maria came to the UK to study for her undergraduate degree. And she's originally from the Republic of Lithuania, where she spent 18 years. And Lithuania is considered to be one of the Baltic states because it lies on the Baltic Sea, and to be specific, on the southeastern coast of the Baltic Sea. Lithuania is positioned in a geographical center of Europe. And the language they speak, which is called Lithuanian, is one of the oldest languages in the world today. A lot of people have, like, from Lithuania especially, have different accents. Some of them actually have a Russian accent. New generation have better accents. Uh, but like our parents, if you t- speak with them in English, probably you will think that they're from Russia. And it's because of the because we were part of the Soviet Union for so long. Hmm. So our parents kind of knew just Russian. And when they just had to transist, you know, to start learning English as a second language was much harder. And for us, we don't really speak Russian anymore. But the uh, new generation, young people, yeah, probably all have similar accent now. Like Lithuanian is our main language, of course. Mm-hmm. But like in schools, we, we study more English than Russian. In August 1939, the Baltic states, Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia, were assigned to the Soviet sphere of influence and converted into Soviet socialist republics. Yeah, it messed up Lithuania as well, but we were very happy we were, that we were strong and went out of it. 
We are proud of our people. And actually on February 16 is our national day. It's like Independent Day. So happy uh, independence Thank to you. Lithuania. Yeah. Lithuania is actually like doing stuff like they really proud of it, you know. It's because we're such a small nation and like every single small story, it w it's not small for us, such a big thing, you know. We're teach that we have to be proud of it and we are very proud. Lithuanians celebrate two Independence Days, one on February 16th, celebrating the independence of Lithuania in 1918 following the Russian Revolution, which was only enjoyed for two decades. And the second Independence Day is on March 11th, the day of the restoration of independence from the Soviet Union. You know, like the way we went out from the Soviet Union? Basically, the story was that Baltic countries is Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia. And around 19... I don't want to say... The, uncorrect data <laughs> right now but like around 1990 note that this is only 30 years ago i think it happened 1989 actually this event so three countries lithuania latvia and estonia and all the people went outside on the road and they um held hands held, held, yeah and like across all three countries sh showing like that we are one baltic want to be independent all of them to the world that we don't want to be a part of Soviet Union because mm. that's the thing. West of Europe thought that we want to be part of it, but we actually didn't. You know, we're just forced to be. This event was commonly known as the Baltic Way or the Baltic Chain of Freedom because after 50 years of Soviet control, a human chain spanning over 600 kilometers across the three Baltic states were asking for full independence. Yeah, it was just like, you know, like people were singing songs in the streets, like my grandparents, you know, everybody like when you talk about it, like my parents didn't go, but I know that so many of my um, friend parents, they went, they were in the university at that time or like young adults and everybody just went there like there, were, there is like movies even made about it because people were filming, taking pictures and yeah, it was amazing and I'm very sad I wasn't part of it, I just wasn't born that time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So on March 11th, 1990, the Supreme Soviet of the Lithuanian SSR restored Lithuania's pre-war name of the Republic of Lithuania. We, my generation, we were born free Lithuanian. That was something different. We never, mm. you know, we never were part of Russia. And that's why we probably, we hear so many stories, but we never actually, you know, felt it. But we're still very proud, you know. And like my parents grew up in Soviet Union, you know, they were in schools and... They were, you know, doing all the stuff that they, they had to. It was kind of similar. Everybody was speaking Lithuanian, but like still, everybody was like, they had to know good Russian and everything. Also, the money was, economic system was very bad. You know, there was a planned economy and stuff. Mm. There was nothing in the shops, they say, you know. Uh, like, people were uh, standing in lines for meat. Uh, like they couldn't travel uh, outside the Soviet Union. They could just go to Russia or like around Soviet Union, you know, countries. But they couldn't go to... Because the thing is, they, they didn't want them to show what's outside, you know. Mm. They were like... There was so much propaganda about like, oh, this is the best country. Uh, but people, you know, that the best part about it, that there were so many people, especially Lithuania, like groups, that they wanted to have free, like freedom to be in free Lithuania. Like they were reading poems... Lithuanian poems to each other or reading specific Lithuanian books about like stuff that probably the Soviet Union would never let 
Lithuanians study do, you know. Mm. But this happened in every single country in East of Europe, you know. By the end of 1991, the Soviet Union completely collapsed and turned into 15 independent countries. The Russians withdrew their final soldiers from Lithuania by 1993. The freedom euphoria that came with the independence, however, was joined by a hardship of economic transition. Factories that had been built for the Soviets were horribly outdated and unable to compete in the free market both due to low technology and their management not understanding things such as marketing. Only a small part of the Soviet established businesses survived. And also for, you know, people like minds, they affect a lot of people's minds. People were afraid to speak. They were not allowed to say what they actually think, you know. Was, everything was kind of, like, it looked pink, but it was so dark inside, you know. Like, mm. especially, like, Soviet Union showed to the world, oh, we are the strongest. But what happening inside, there was so much depression, you know. When I talk to my grandparents, they, already, they still have that, you know, kind of mind that's not correct in this century anymore. You know, but it's normal because they were, they used to grow up in this kind of culture, you know. Like, I always argue with them, but I can't say anything, you know. Like, I wasn't in their didn't position. Live their life. Yeah. In the year 2004, Lithuania joined the European Union and the NATO, both memberships having been a major foreign policy goal since independence. Lithuania now enjoys free and fair elections, and while diplomatic relations with Russia are still marked by rancor, Lithuania has by far the highest trade volume with Moscow of the three Baltic states. But when I started growing up, we started traveling a lot. We traveled a lot. Like I think my first uh, traveling was when I was four. We went to Turkey. Mm. Uh, but I, of course, didn't really realize what's happening at that time. But then we started traveling more and more. And as I was growing up, I kind of realized that the world is huge, you know? That there are so many things and so many different people, and I love that thing about it. And when I was thirteen, I my parents sent me to the camp in England to study English because in Lithuania, um, especially my school, because I'm from a very small school, the English is not really good. Like we had really amazing teachers. I have one English teacher; she's a great person. I love her. But like people around me, they weren't that. You know, some of them weren't that educated. So you kind of, you know, you all moving in like very slowly compared to other schools in education so yeah so so I we, and for me language is very hard so I went to when I was 13 that uh, camp and I couldn't speak at all I went with my brother uh, my brother was um, being like okay now we're separating <laughs> he is three years older than me and so and he spoke much better and he already went there three years ago because mm. he was also 13 the first time when he went but he wanted me to like he want teach me that you should learn on your own you know how to make f- new friends and everything because in Lithuania I was in a small city so I was always trying with the same people I never had to make new friends so mm. I didn't have any experience about it so when I wa- went to different country with my brother but felt like I'm on my own and didn't speak that language was very difficult I remember for four days I was just crying in my room I was like this is hell I couldn't sleep I was so like I was afraid of everything Mm. but then I was after four days I'm like I'm just going to do it 
I'm not going to waste my two weeks uh, being in my room. So I remember I just left my room. I went to people there. I, I don't remember where they're from, maybe Spain or something. And I just started talking with them. And I remember that in a few days and I just got that, you know, like I went through it. Mm. And I started speaking much better. And even if I spoke with a million mistakes, I, you know, I was confident and I made a lot of friends and it was so nice. And I came back and I felt something changed in me, you know, mm. like something that was something that opened that I never saw. I remember that year in school, I also started doing acting and, and I felt so good. And I mm. felt like, oh, maybe I have that thing inside of me, you know, a different personality that maybe I just never saw or was always afraid to be, you know. Maria ended up going to that camp in England every single year from then, for six years. I love that place. I learned a lot. I made great friends from all around the world. And then I decided I want to study outside Lithuania. In Lithuania, I love Lithuania. I had great friends in Lithuania and there were amazing people, especially because I was uh, living in a small city. And I think there's a privilege to live in a small city, even if you don't have anything or school is a bit worse. But uh, people there, you know, they're nicer. They're more, you're, you're like a family. We know each other. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Lithuanian culture, like there's something that can't explain. There's some, I always felt some sadness or something that you, something can't actually say or, you know, like it's so hard to explain because maybe there was something just I couldn't be myself 100%. It's also because it was a small city and my dad was kind of, a big, you know, in a better position. And my mom was a teacher and felt I felt like I'm always always judged. You no, know? I couldn't mm. be. Like if I do something wrong, they will see and, you know, everybody will talk about it. Or, or maybe it wasn't my mind, but I was just couldn't be actually 100% myself. But outside, I felt, you know, there is a clear page. There's nothing. I can just be who I am or be somebody, mm. be somebody else even if I want. With traveling comes cultural issues, especially the struggle with cultural identity, knowing who you are and who you want to become. Concerns of belonging to the place and feeling accepted are only some barriers to entry, if you may call it, that arise when it comes to moving away from home. They were teaching us like things that I knew already from school because I was a good student. Okay. But I just couldn't speak, I couldn't say a word, you know? And I was so bad in English, yeah. Even when I came here, I was still bad when I think about it. I wasn't that bad, of course, because six years I still spent, you know, two weeks in that in these camps. Mm-hmm. But it was still very hard for me to... Like in school, we used to learn, but we used to kind of speak Lithuanian. You know, the uh-huh. teacher speaks English, we respond Lithuanian. So we didn't really practice. I went to a lot of, like, exchange things, you know, mm-hmm. with my school. So went to Poland, uh, to Germany, with, like, Polish people, like, German people and stuff. I did exchange. I lived for a week in one um, in Germany with, uh, like, the family, German family. And then the girl came to my place. She lived for a week. But it was, like, a problem that my student, my school did. So I went to Lithuanian students. So it's, and your friends, you know? And you're still speaking Lithuanian, and then you speak a little English, you mm. know? You don't need that great of English to do it. But, like, proper, proper... Uh, English where I was just speaking English all the time was in the camps because there was no Lithuanians, you know. I came here, all Lithuanians are Lithuanians, you know, and I wasn't. Maria detached herself from Lithuanians when she came to the UK, not necessarily by choice, but the difficulties that she found in studying and dealing with people in the UK 
And not having that easy option of falling back to people who speak the same language as you do forced her to interact and improve her English language. When I asked her about the reasons that she had for leaving Lithuania, she answered that I want to be surrounded by people from different countries. And the second part was like, uh, when I was in 12th grade, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know. Uh, but I wanted to change, you know. I, I really wanted to change my life. Because I was living in that one small city, 18 years, you know, with surrounded by people that some of them are very nice people, but some of them are not. And that pressure always used to have it. And also the people were like my family, you know. I want to be alone. I want to go out and to understand what is inside me, that I feel like that constantly, you know, that something is missing. I used to be like a very active person in, in, in school and I used to go to all the activities. And when I came here and I didn't do anything, I didn't know where to go, what to do. I was bad in English. When I sit down for like a good month, two months and were alone with my thoughts, I realized so many things, you know, that there was... Uh, why I was doing these all activities just to kind of run away from my thoughts, you know. Yeah, but there was all that space inside me that I never listened to it. And when I came here, I kind of listened to it just because these two months I didn't have to, anybody to talk with. So right. I was with myself and had to listen to that, you know, space that I was avoiding to fill. So loneliness was a good thing for you? It was. It was a very hard thing because I was never lonely, mm. but it was very good. I really have I had that two very bad months in England. Even if I had it, it was very like sad at that time. But like I didn't, I didn't have a thought that I'm, I'm going want to come back to Lithuania. You know, I want mm. to quit this. I was like, yeah, it is like that, but it's still better than me there. You know, anything yeah. is better than Lithuania. No, no, I love Just... Lithuania and everything. Can't say if some Lithuanians are listening. <laughs> I love my country. No, I really love like I love family, my country, my friends there, but. I just feel different here and I mm. can't even explain why, you know. I can't explain what is this feeling. I just feel better, you know, like... Free? Kinda. And more myself, you know. I'm not afraid of that something, you know, anymore. Yeah. And sometimes when I come back, I still feel that I am, you know. But here I'm not. Maria's true self was discovered away from home, where she was lonely and scared. The coziness of a small town showed its true nails through judgment. But the thing is, there's so many people now trying to change it, you know. Mm. There are like uh, women that I'm really proud of in Lithuania that they are like starting the podcast about, you know, like how women should be free or like talking about our bodies more free and all the taboo topics. Mm -hmm. We should talk about it, you know, not being ashamed of anything. Especially in Lithuania, like we have so many problems with like bodies mm. because there's so many skinny girls. And also me, I had that thing, you know probably still have it like i had bad bad you know like uh, eating disorders eating disorders okay. yeah and i know that so many people in lithuania have so many girls have eating disorders just because our culture concentrates so much about how our body should look and how important it is mm. and if you are a bit bigger you're fat ugly or you no know, and this was just the way it was and i never thought it's there's a problem about it. So I was always skinny and I never thought like, but if I gain a bit of weight, somebody would notice it. Somebody would say it and you feel so bad about it, you know? Mm. So we have that big thing, big problem in Lithuania especially. Now Maria decided that she wants to leave Lithuania. But in considering where in the world should she go? Uh, I really don't know. At that time, I didn't know what I'm doing. I was uh, was like, yeah, I'm going abroad. Where? I don't know. Okay, mm. just let's find good university, you know. 
and like I, I felt so lost like I was just kind of uh, concentrating on exams but at the same time probably the uh, UK was the easiest way to get in just because so many people goes uh, from Lithuania especially goes study abroad in UK also because of the English language you know if you go somewhere else you'll be surrounded by people from you know they will speak different language that you would you would never you know even involve with that uh that's why I probably I chose UK and also because of the camps like I was there but also at the same time in these camps I never met any English people I just met all international people you know a big mistake people do when deciding to move abroad is not to get the full information of the place that they're going to especially from someone that they trust because they're going to spend years in that place Yeah, like uh, my friend, she's studying here at Leeds University. So when she got in, she was like, Maria, you should get in, you should go to England. It will change your life. I know you will be very happy. And she really like influenced me. And there's so many people actually studying abroad, you know. And uh, I always had that gut in my, you know, in my, inside me that was saying to me, like, go, 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 go. You England. need to go there. Yeah, go somewhere, you know, like not even England, but like England was, I knew that universities are good there, you know. And we, in Lithuania, we have like a programs, like there is like uh, sites where people are helping you to get in, you know. They tell you how to write a motivation letter, how to get the uh, recommendation letter, how to do everything, how to get the exams. So I, I, like I was paying for the agency and they helped me a lot, you know, with all these things. Professional agencies now exist in most countries to help students move from one country to another. They're not free, of course, you have to pay a fee for their service, And some are sadly based on profit and not student benefit. I was never afraid. That's so weird. Because, you know, people normally, like, they're like, oh, I'm going to a different country. Everything's going to change. I wasn't. And when I got in, I didn't even think about it. Like, I was enjoying my summer so much that I, like, people were starting to, like, find accommodations. I didn't. I did it last second. Whoa. I was like, I didn't even think I'm moving out, you know. Mm. I was doing, like, something. I was so in present. And I was like, everything will be fine, you know? And I remember when I was in the plane, I realized, oh, actually, I am going. In the plane. In the plane. I'm oh, actually okay. moving out. <laughs> <laughs> But it was fine, you know? I, I really, it was probably my best decision I ever made. Write down with me ways to get informed about a country. Most important thing is to ask someone you trust about the country. For example, myself, through Statelessness Podcast. Or you can consult with Google if you like. I just knew people like party here, the good education, you know, and that's it. And I knew Newcastle is like a party city. But I didn't, I didn't come to Newcastle because of that. I came because I knew that economics, specifically in Newcastle University, is kind of good, you know. It was so weird. Everybody were asking me, so what do you think? What do you expect? And I, I, I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know, actually. I will see. With lack of research comes surprises. Anna's 2K20. It was very weird in the beginning, I could say that. It was, I got a culture shock in probably the first two days. Mm. Uh, I didn't like it at all in the first probably semester. I didn't like it because I was in the bad, you know, mind and... Like, uh, I didn't really connect with the English people. I'm not saying they're bad or anything. It was just not my vibe, you know. And I was living with them. 
but I had one international person with me, but I didn't really talk with him because I didn't really... That's the thing, I never had any friends before that they were not from Europe. I knew some Brazilians, like I think I have a few uh, friends from Saudi, but I wasn't uh, close at, at all with them because of these camps. But most of my friends were from Europe, but like I never knew anybody outside like that close. And I was living with uh, Mawson, who was also in your podcast. He was from India and I didn't even talk with him that much in the beginning. And they all, were all English and I thought, okay, so I know English. So we are in Europe, probably very similar. <laughs> how bad it could be and it was bad like I didn't connect with them at all we went you know outside and everything to these parties and yeah I didn't enjoy it at all it wasn't I could like uh, Lithuania we when we talk you know at least you feel like you connect in a way we talk about more deep stuff and everything mm. and here I felt like people are so like I don't know that is just shallow shallow yeah but I can't say that about everyone yeah of course I met very nice people here uh, probably there are a lot of people that are not like that but just at that time there were none you know mm. the more people I met from you know England like I, I thought like oh maybe there's just everyone like that you know mm. but then I then I started talking with Mawson and it really changed you know a lot of things we were so different you know like he is from India and for us we never met in Lithuania especially my city we would never meet anybody that is black or Muslim or anything you know and like I never had any perspective of their side and I realized that it's so cool. I want to learn more. No, I want to know it. Mm. Like, and you, I felt like he's my best friend. We're brothers and sister. We're brother and sister from like, you know, many years just because it was so easy to talk with him. Mm. And we connect on so many different levels, you know, the family perspective, how we felt, the loneliness also. Sometimes what a foreigner needs is another foreigner. Someone to share the emotions of not belonging with someone who would relate even even that we have so much you know different things like the culture wise and religion wise you know mm -hmm. and then i started meeting a lot of people outside the europe all my people my friends are actually outside the europe i have just um two that they're in europe and my mom is freaking out <laughs> your mom freaking out freaking out <laughs> no now she got used to that fact but yeah mm -hmm. just because we had that lithuania you know people have this in your mind that oh this is you know because they never had you know any they never talked with these people yes. so how could they know this racism because yes racism can also be subconscious mostly arises from media's association of a nation or even a continent with negative connotations this of course is a misrepresentation young generation is changing you know absolutely that's why i'm i'm blessed to have lived outside and to have met yeah, exactly. lots of people from all around the place and yeah. uh, to have gotten that perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, hopefully that this podcast gives you guys also the same perspective. It is a lot of responsibility hosting the best podcasts in the world. And you're not even subscribed to the Instagram yet. Shame. I probably couldn't live in England, you know, just because of culture. I don't find that... Like, I couldn't be part of this country. But, like, I'm very happy that he took me as a student, no? As a student, I learned a lot. But I think I, like, I, I learned from people that I'm surrounded, you know, around. And it, they're not from England. So I learned more stuff, not even about England, living in England, you know? Right. But, like, yeah, like, England is, like, people are actually friendly and everything, you know? They will always smile to you. That's different about Lithuanian. People probably don't smile to you every day. So that's nice. But uh, 
I felt like they have a bit less culture than other countries. Like, I don't know. Mm. It's hard to say because I didn't really, you know, educate myself or like went to things or days, traditions that they do. Yeah, but I didn't find something that amazed me, you know, in England. Mm. Like, oh, that's so different. I would, you know, love to live here or anything. I felt like it's more like a multi, you know, cultural, cultural right. country, you know. A test the UK VI should do for their British visa is to ask, what do you think of the English accent? Anyone who answers sexy or romantic should have their application instantly rejected and be asked to come back later. Especially with like people, British people, mm. because I live with them and there was Mawson. I remember the first time I met them, I went with my parents to have dinner because they really came with me. My parents would never let me go oh. alone. So they came me for like two days. Okay. Uh, and then I had dinner with them. We drank a bit of wine. Sorry. Okay. We came to, I came back and I were tired, tipsy, you know, and I couldn't understand anything. I was like, hello, people. <laughs> Hey, and they were talking to me so much. I didn't understand anything. I was just sitting there, like you know, like not like Nothing. yes, yes, yes. I understand. Didn't understand anything. They were saying something to me, and I didn't. I couldn't be in conversation because there were, the British accent was so thick, you know. Like, mm. and they were all from different parts of England, so that it just confused me. Mm. And then I went to the lectures also was very hard because I always learn everything in Lithuanian. And I know that feeling when you read something and you get it. Mm. So yeah, it didn't happen. I was, you know, <laughs> reading it in English and it just doesn't go to my heart. I don't understand oh, it. God. I translating and translating it doesn't, you know, it was like double work, you know, especially uh -huh. for exams and everything. We had one exam that was like one hour and you have the tests and I just didn't understand the questions, you oh, know. God. And I was just, okay, just, well, I will do randomly, you know? But then, I, of course, like, after four months, probably, I was much better. But uh, after, like, half of the year, I became good, you know? Like, I didn't have problem anymore. I went to lectures and I understood everything. It's just because I didn't, I didn't have, um, I still don't have really close Lithuanian friends here. So I always surrounded by people from different countries. So I speak English every single day. I go to lectures, I hear English. I'm just surrounded by this language, you know. So that's, I think this is the best way to learn language for anyone, you know. Even if you feel you can learn, I would never learn. Come here alone, be surrounded by people that doesn't speak your language and it will be good. After a good, very hard month, sorry, six months, <laughs> it will be very good. We apologize, this is the St. James's Park. They probably have stadium, a game yeah. stadium going on right now. Um, these guys live right next to it. Like, like it's right there. And it's great because when people go out when it finishes, uh, they in if it was if it was a good match, they're going to be so hyped and wave you and <laughs> shout and you just want to sit next to the window and wave them back. It's mm. it's a good view. For those of you who don't know St. James's Park, it is the home to the Premier League's finest, Newcastle United. And since the stadium is in the middle of the city, you can align yourself to the rest of the city knowing where the stadium is. Because uh, Newcastle University is in the city, you know, like, like that, that's what I love about this university. It's just in the city. city so I used campus. to walk like seven minutes to the, you know, to the university. That's thing, I didn't really have that much friends that time. So I didn't really go out anywhere else. I feel like last year I didn't even learn anything about Newcastle because I was just going to the same places, you know, like 
the city center to university, city center university home. Mm-hmm. So we didn't go outside it. So it was it wasn't that hard because it wasn't that big of a city to learn, you know, and to set. Maybe it was hard with food. I was never like and didn't really cook that much at home, mm-hmm. and um, I that kind of person that you don't need to eat that much. So I was like, okay, not eat today, you know, and not eat tomorrow. And then you're like, okay, I need to make something. Don't know what to. It was so it was hard about that. Like I'm still actually working, you know, getting that adult life. Speaking of adult life and um, life lessons generally, you said that the UK changed your life. Yeah. Um, what are the top lessons that you might have learned in the UK? Never even thought that I'm going to be surrounded with people from different culture, you know, especially from your culture, you know, that they have different religion and that we have such a like bad idea about it in, in my country. But to be fair, I never thought about it like that. I just never thought about it, you know, about mm-hmm. this culture. And then I realized like that, you know, people are just, we're just the same and so nice to, you know, kind of you kind of share this diversity with each other you learn from each other because like you know some of my friends that they're from your culture they say to me that we also thought that you can never connect with you know europeans as Mm. much you know as this level that we connected and i never thought the same way you know so it's kind of even if maybe our country is trying to separate us we kind of find each other you know and realize that no we can you know we can be together it's okay (laughs) It's fun, you know. It is what it is. And it's it's really what I love about it. You can have a, such a great argue, arguments about it. Like when we talk with each other and we have these argu- these big arguments that because we actually have so much difference, but sometimes we're very similar. And another thing it's probably about myself, you know, that like actually I don't even know how to say it. I can give an example. When I come back to Lithuania, my people say that um, now when I hug, I actually hug people. You know what I mean? Mm. So I was very positive and very open person in Lithuania. But I wasn't at the same time. I talked with everyone. I was with a smile, but I never actually said what I felt. Or I was with kind of a mask, you know, with that happiness. And there were so many bad things inside me. And when I came here and I kind of opened all these bad things. And now I come back to Lithuania and I actually don't have it anymore. I actually... That positivity is the same thing, but inside I also feel also positive and happy. Mm. So they actually feel that I'm hugging because I'm doing it from all my heart. Right. So maybe it's more that lesson that I really need to open up sometimes. First person is me, you know, and then to others that I never did in Lithuania, you know. And also that the third lesson is very similar that like, you know, when you meet so many people or talk with them and at these conversations, they're nothing, you know, it's not really important. Like, oh, how are you doing? Where are you from? But if you start talking about something different, you know, uh, trying to ask them something more personal, mm. you see that person just changes. So what I realized here, especially when I met so many different people, that you can connect with somebody in a second if you actually ask different kind of question you know something more like individual or like mm-hmm. if I, I used to just go i remember some i was in some international parties and i was just like oh no like you're sad i feel that i'm really sorry if something bad happened to you and the guy would just almost start crying for it you know and you feel that you know maybe we're so we are so like sociable to each other but we're not we we're just like kind of everybody's with their masks yeah but if but everybody could be that's the thing everybody can wants to be it's just we don't we need to find a way how to be it. When I asked Maria to share last words with Lithuanians thinking about moving to the UK, I expected warnings of the cold, but obviously I forgot that Eastern Europe is mother of the cold. 
and instead here's what I got you mean like if I would be 18 again deciding what I'm going to do yes oh yeah of course I would do that with all my heart and I recommend everyone to do it like UK is a great place to like find yourself because at the same time you're like alone you know but at the same time you're not you can't find everyone mm. there is many people I've sometimes I meet and they're just not fitting you know some Lithuanians saying that we're unhappy we're going to come back but I think it comes from every single person different perspective how they're trying you know if you're going to sit in a room of course you're never going to meet anybody but if you're just going to try it's also you know if you that kind of person doesn't want to It's okay, you know. I'm saying that you should do whatever you want, you know. If you feel like, oh, I'm more happy being in my room, just studying in England, it's great. Do that, you know. Uh, or you want to be in your country because you, that's enough for you. It's also great. But if you're that kind of person that probably I was, that I was just feeling that something is wrong, mm. you know, it's just studying, just three years. You can always come back. You have all your life. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm that kind of person saying that I want to try everything. I want to go now here. Then maybe master do somewhere else. Then maybe go, you know, travel alone or some something like that. Mm. Just want to kind of explore and feel life. You know, I want to feel it. I really want to feel it. And if you want to, you know, it's a great start to do. Just go to UK and see how it goes. Absolutely. <laughs> meet different people. Meet different cultures. Get out there. Yeah. Meet non-Europeans. They're very cool. Yeah, exactly. We're, we don't, very we don't cool. bite. I recommend it. I promise you. <laughs> And then with some final, final words. Open your mind, you know, like open. Don't like leave the, all these things that our parents teach us that you should be aware of, like especially about different cultures. And of course, be careful. But at the same time, like don't have the stigma to people, you know, that mm. these people are like that, these people are like that. Or, and also don't stick with your own people. Don't stick with your own. Like, you grow up with them. Go out. Get to know something else, you know? Very interesting. Well, thank you very much for being a guest on this podcast. Thank I, you uh, for taking me. Thank you so much for listening till the end. As you may have noticed, the structure of the podcast has changed. It was changed based on feedback. So, you see, feedback is very important. Assuming it changes to the better, of course. So, please, please share with me what you thought about this episode. Reach me on Instagram at statelessness, the name of this podcast. And if you like the episode, why not share it with a friend, you know? Sharing is caring. I'll see you next week with another story of another stateless mess. Home is where the heart is. It's incredible. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that one. 